This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Home ownership creates generational wealth, but redlining and predatory lending have continued to lock many black families out of this investment. These practices also prevent capital investment into neighborhoods for things like restaurants, shops, and grocery stores. And ultimately, they can lead to disparities between neighborhoods across the city. Aisha Butler is CEO and founder of Rage Englewood. She's participating in a national initiative called Buy the Block Fast Track to increase rates of black home ownership in areas where black people are getting displaced. And she joins us now with more as part of our weekly Chicago Innovators series. Welcome back to Reset, Aisha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So as uh, we mentioned, you are taking part in this national Buy the Block initiative. So first, tell us, what is that? So really, um, I learned about this national initiative. This is actually years ago, probably about four or five years ago. And it really was more so of an investment initiative where individuals could um, invest together in order to purchase properties together, to purchase business together. And so we just really used that same type of momentum that we knew was happening around the nation, around um, folks buying back their blocks mm-hmm. to think about that for first-time home ownership. Why did you get into this work? Have you always been interested in real estate? She laughs. <laughs> no, it's so funny because when I think about that question, um, a lot of the work that Rage do, that I do, um, being a resident here in Inglewood, mm-hmm. it's modeled after something that I've seen work. And so I bought my block. In 2002, I purchased my first um, two-flat home, and then in 2005, um, four, I purchased a three-flat on the same block, and then in 2014, I purchased uh, a vacant lot for a dollar. And so when people will come to the block and see how the block has been stabilized after uh, a few years, it Mm -hmm. took a while to stabilize the block, I always attribute it to having kind of a village that I built out here. And I was able to do that by offering affordable housing and in our and our two flats or our three flats and or working with our families, you know, folks who are in college who need to save money or people who are just down on their luck but couldn't pay like the regular market rent. And when I started to do that after the years, I said this can really help stabilize a community. And if we have more folks who were owner-occupied, um, you know, owners within Inglewood, we can help stabilize the entire community. Yeah. And so we've been on this mission of, hey, not only can you buy one home, but you could possibly buy two or three on your home. And you can really, really have these kind of family, village, communal blocks um, in communities like Inglewood. Yeah. And the the Buy the Block Fast Track program, there's a, a mentorship component to it as well, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, with RAGE, we, again, we're a neighborhood association. So we have some folks who are renters, some folks who are homeowners, and then some of our rents are um, um, members, our landlords, realtors, bankers. And so many of them have signed up to kind of follow our participants um, along this journey and want to be there as a resource, either be it from financially, um, financial literacy, or to be there as a realtor, or to be there as a developer. We have a a member right now who are also offering basic architectural services for the folks who complete by the block. And then um, we're also offering $1,000 towards their um, closing costs. 
And so we're really trying to make this a very holistic, um, really a, a more family-oriented yeah. um, program so that they know that they're not in this by themselves because it's, we know there's so much up against our people and our community to purchase a home that we have to break down so many different barriers. And if we could start locally with some of those resources and offer that to the people in the program, we're doing good. It's a lot of work, though. You, you wrapped up your, your third By the Block series a couple weeks ago, and the fourth is starting in July. What's the ultimate goal here? After people finish the cohort, what do you want? We want homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> we want just a few more. And I, w- and I would say, you know, Inglewood is only at 24% home ownership, um, owner-occupied home ownership. And we are 91% African-American. And so we know that a lot of the issues that we're faced with our community, from safety to garbage to um, our schools, has a lot to do with the fact that the people controlling our area do not live here. And they're in California, and they're in Miami, mm-hmm. and they do not care about their properties or the people that are in them. And so we know if you can get more people to live here in the community and actually own where they live, it's another sense of responsibility that folks have. It's another layer of care that they have, not only for their their own place, but for the mm-hmm. block in general. And so it's a proven model, and we're doing everything in our power to create additional homeowners and chip away at that home ownership rate. And you want them to buy vacant lots too, right? As yes, you yes, we will. <laughs> we would love that. Um, we're we're working on something we can't announce it yet. But yes, land is also important. I mean, folks in real estate know that land is never going anywhere, and unfortunately, we have over five thousand vacant plots of land in our community and it would be best if it was in the homes in the hands of homeowners who will take it do something what they created you know like many of our members have done um before there was a program called the large lot program where residents like myself could purchase a lot for a dollar we're not sure if that program is going to come back but we do know that it was highly successful here in inglewood i took advantage of it and many of our members took advantage of that as well you mentioned a key word a few moments ago asia and that was safety right we we've also been talking about safety a lot on on reset uh, especially lately as as we know violent crime has been ramping up across not just the city but across the country how is home ownership part of creating community safety? To me, um, I could just only go from my experience. You know, when I first purchased my home on Union, it was several shootings, um, bullets flying everywhere. And it seemed to be okay with the current culture that was on the block. But as homeowners, we start coming out and we're we're doing our grass and we're picking up garbage and we're engaging even the young people who are on the block. It was just another level of um, respect. It was another level of responsibility that people said, wait, hold on. These folks over here care. Perhaps we shouldn't be on this block committing these crimes. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because it will move away from a particular block. But at the same time, if we have more homeowners who are like showing folks, they don't have to say anything like, 
put the guns down or stop being on the corner. Just model the behavior that you want. We know that it can have a ripple effect. And I can just tell you, I've seen it happen on this block. I mean, it's not a lot of us here. My block is very, very empty now. But at the same time, that culture we was able to change it and shift it. Yeah. And it's extremely safe. It's probably one of the safest blocks here in Inglewood right now. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you are just tuning in, our guest is Aisha Butler, who's CEO of Rage Englewood. We're talking about efforts to increase black home ownership and generate wealth in Englewood. Aisha, you and I have talked about this before. You, you've discussed the fact that there's a trauma in the community when it yeah. comes to the topic of home ownership. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate a lot of the work that is being done around looking at the historical context of what happened in communities like Inglewood, from contract buy-in, from predatory lending, from foreclosures. Um, this is traumatic. This is traumatic on generations to come. If your great-grandma, grandma, or uncle experienced that trauma, um, with the bank or with contract buying or whatever the case was with home ownership, it sometimes passed down and folks are not interested in home ownership. And we get that and we understand that everybody is not interested in it. But for the folks who are, we want to be there to support them, to promote it, to encourage it, because we definitely see it as a means to stabilize community. Mm-hmm. We see it as a means to um, pass along an asset instead of a liability to their generation. And we also see it as um, kind of healing, that trauma that some folks have from some of the horrible things that they went through with home ownership. WBEZ and City Bureau did an analysis a couple of years ago examining yeah how much money banks and mortgage lenders were loaning to white communities compared to black and Latino communities. You know, the differences were staggering. J.P. Morgan Chase lent to white communities at a rate 41 times higher than to residents in black neighborhoods. Bank of America lent 29 times more money to uh, white communities than to black communities. How's that all sitting with you? Sounds like not well. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, we've been in um, a lot of conversations with our friends at the Woodstock Institute, and we look at a lot of the data in terms of how banks are showing up today. You know, some of the data that we look at is from historical data, but it's still an issue today. So although we're reaching renters and people enthusiastic about home ownership, we also know that we need to hold some of those bank and financial institutions accountable as well. And so that's also a part of our work, mm-hmm. um, be it us sharing the data so people could know um, this is how banks are showing up in our community, having conversations with those particular financial institutions and thinking about ways that they can support people who are looking for home ownership. Um, and so it's nice to have friends like the Woodstock Institute, the Paul Housing Institute, and others who truly can share um, some of that data that's really important and very, very telling in terms of how um, Black communities are supported as it relates to home ownership. This uh, By the Block Fast Track series, it's part of the REUP initiative. How, yes. can, how can we support this endeavor and, and learn more? Where do folks go? I mean, they can go um, right now. We do have a page called the Reup, the Rage Reup. That's more of our Rage Economic Upliftment Project, and um, it's rooted in home ownership, entrepreneurship, 
workforce development, um, as well as just real estate development in general. So people can go there to get involved. We have a re-up working group that um, works around the clock. We yes. actually meet this evening. And then folks can just look us up at rageinglewood.org um, and just get involved. Nice. Become a member, be a resource for our participants, and just kind of stay in the know. I'm almost out of time, Aisha, but uh, I'm curious. What do you want to see happen with that space that Whole Foods is leaving behind? (laughs) Um, I definitely would say I would love um, for the innovation that continues to happen in Inglewood to be a driving force of what happens in that space. Um, I would love it to be someone from our community or someone collectively working in our community to be there. Um, But just affordable, accessible Good food, I mean, just in general, that's what we uh, lack in this community. And so Mm -hmm. um, I don't have any particular vendor or retailer in mind, but if it was something local that really looked like us and was for us and by us, I would be all over that. That's Aisha Butler, CEO of Rage Englewood. Thank you, Aisha. Take care. Sure. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.